Welcome to Misplaced Socks. I'm Nate. He's Matt. On this podcast, we talk about the White Sox, our favorite team. We're just a couple of fans talking about our favorite game. On the last episode of Misplaced Socks, we left off discussing the moves the Sox made that day. We'll start today's episode by discussing the roster as we know it. Is it Collins or is it Lucroy? Yeah, did, did you say we sent Nick Turley down? Um, he's not on the roster moves for today. He's on the 40, man, but... He, he doesn't have a number assigned. I don't believe he's actually there. He was just a, he was a recent signing, I think, so. within the last few days. I, so yeah, I don't know anything about him yet, or maybe right. we don't even talk about him. But Collins or Lucroy? I again wasn't Lucroy like a huge free agent in I don't know six seven years ago. Yeah, absolutely. He was a I, he was with the Brewers. I want to say. Um, and no, I'm gonna, he was going to make sure I get the order on this right. Yeah. He, I believe, started with the Brewers, went to Texas, and ventured his way over to Anaheim. And when he got to Anaheim is where things kind of started. Going downhill for started, him. Yeah. Just getting older. Uh, getting older and... Yeah, that's... Okay, he was in Boston last year. That pit of a organization <laughs> last year. Right. Um, the wrong color, wrong colored socks. Wrong colored socks, y'all. Um, I so I don't know. I I saw that they grabbed him, and I was like, "Well, shit! Why didn't you grab him seven years ago when he was a free agent?" But that's. That's not important now. Anyways. Uh, that would have been about about five, six years ago. Because he played for Milwaukee from 2010 to 2015. And then 2016 I, is where he starts I getting think traded it around. Was, I think it was 2015 or 16 where it was 15 because it was that year that we actually looked really good. We had Quintana and we had Sale at the top of the rotation. And we were... I mean, we won... A shitload of games at the beginning of the season and i was like wait a minute we're good again what's happening and then <laughs> why didn't anybody tell me yeah and then we weren't good um and then they decided to finally sell sell off i it was that year that i was thinking before because it was coming up to the trade deadline or maybe it was even winter meetings it was somewhere some sometime when they were looking at picking up a catcher because god knows who was catching for us and I was like, yeah, Lucroy, go get that guy. We're going to be a great team. And then they didn't get him, and he went to the Rangers, I think you said. Yeah, I, he ends up with the Rangers somewhere in there. He played 2018 in Oakland. And at, at that time, and I'm probably going to misremember this, this is around the time that AJ left, and... We just kind of started streaming guys back there. That and was kind of 
26, 2015 through 2019, you know? Right. So your your question being, why didn't we sign Luke Roy when he was out there? Yeah, but, I thought that was a prime moment, and there's plenty of reasons why they didn't. But Right. I, I mean, the, the I, roster I, I construction around him didn't really justify it. Yeah. So and they, um, that being they tried oh, that being in 2016. Said. Yeah, yeah, and that's when it, that's the year that the wheels really fell off, and the front and, office kind of went. We don't really have an option here other than we got to break this down and start again. And they blew it up, and it's looking like it's it was for the for the better. At least at this point, hopefully. That didn't make it easier to make it through those years, trust oh, me. Oh, God, no. No, we talk a lot more baseball now than we did then. We'll just say <laughs> that. We talk a lot um, more positively. Yeah, true. So all of that about Luke Croy aside, if I get a vote, I'd take Collins. It's really hard here for me. Because... it's I, I we... agree. I've thought about it a lot. I still take Collins. And when we talked about this a couple of days ago, before I'd done any looking, just like watching the game and kind of seeing face value numbers, I looked at it and I went, oh, it's Collins. Like, that's not even a contest. Yeah. But looking at spring training numbers up to this point, Collins has twice the at-bats. So Collins has had 30 at-bats. Lucroy's only got 15. Lucroy has yet to strike out and has walked five times. Compare that to Collins, who's only walked six times in twice as many at-bats and has struck out three times. So if I'm looking at it, as I need a bat or I need this backup catcher to do a job, which is to not suck effectively. And this Mm -hmm. is not, I don't think Zach Collins would suck. Don't, don't get it twisted there. I think Collins would come in and do okay. But if my right now, the question is, would Lucroy do better or Collins? Really? It's a, are you trying to groom Collins because he's the next guy? Or are you trying to win right now, which means you put the guy that knows what the heck he's doing and seems to be handling the bat slightly better in Lucroy? They have, they're both batting 333. They're both on base. Well, that's not true. Lucroy's on base half of the time compared to Collins, who's respectably on base 444. Yeah. And. When you get a hit out of Collins, he's going to hit it harder. His slugging's 467 compared to 400 out of Lucroy. So overall, their their OPS is only separated by .011 at the end of the day. So let me just throw this out there. He, in 2020 spring training, he had more runs, a couple less hits, more total bases, um, one more home run, four more RBIs, hit 30 points higher average, 
had an on-base plus slugging that was 30 points higher at 1.230. I mean, the dude might just get up for spring training, you know? <laughs> and Wait, then, Which dude are you talking? Uh, Collins. Collins. Yeah. And then he comes in and he hits one three-run home run in his first game, and then he doesn't do anything after that <laughs> in the regular season. I saw that. I, you remember that, right? Yeah. He, he comes in his very first game and just hits a shot, and you're like, oh, my God, he's here. Why and then he Why was he anything. not here before? Yeah, and then in 2020, he hits 0-6-3 with an on-base plus slugging of 292. In granted, only 16 at bats, but that's it's hard because he maybe the guy is just a spring training guy. Maybe he loves to play in March. That's it's possible. That's not the the articles that I've read of people that are actually on the ground there with them every day. What do they know that oh, I don't? Yeah. What the hell do they know anyway? Um. They they speak very highly of the kid, like they them saying this dude could be good is something for me, and that's the hard part. Is again for me right now. If I just look at numbers and I go, I want to win right now. I put on I put Lucroy on, and I see where that gets me. I know Collins is there if I need him. He goes to the alternate site. He's there when and as ready as he's going to be until the minor league season starts. And then he can go play minor league ball, get tuned up. I, I have to believe that right now you take Lucroy. And I, LaRusso's done some fun things this spring that have surprised me. So normally, prior to this spring, I would have told you, well, LaRusse is going to take Lucroy because that's the guy. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. He might yeah, just end up taking Zach. Because, I've I mean, seen some... I've seen some great videos of cats working with, uh, with Raylo and with Cease. And I think in both of those videos that were posted, Lucroy was back there working with them. And maybe that's more telling than anything that they are so uh, split in hairs offensively. Or even Collins is a little bit better offensively. But the veteran presence behind the plate, not even defensively, but just the the pitch calling and the the ability to settle down young guys like Cease and... Uh, just like giving instilling confidence in some of those pitchers is more important or as important as anything else and is visible again i don't know that that's been talked about by those guys on the ground but maybe that's the case and maybe if lucroy does get picked it's because of that not because of the walks to strikeout ratio and that's that's kind of i if with them being close offensively, that's what I think it's going to 
end up being and i think that ends up being the deciding factor who who you're warming up and who you're catching bullies for and stuff in spring training i don't think matters nearly as much um but it it's got to count for something right you're not out there catching um you know you're not out there catching matt tomshaw or something like that right you're, you're catching dylan cease you're catching raylo so you're working with the the guys or what could have potentially at that point been the dudes so for for what it's worth i agree now this is another sentiment that i've seen I'm trying to think. It wasn't specifically for us. It was said by a different writer for a different team. But effectively, we're in a spot where we're splitting hairs on the backup catcher. And if that's what we're <laughs> splitting hairs on, we're probably in a pretty good spot. Yeah. No, I agree. I. That's easy to lose sight of when you start arguing in those spots. Just how good you have it. But you got to relish it a little bit after you suffered through some of the years you did. So, tell me about <laughs> it. I've told you plenty. Right. We don't. We can save it for a different podcast. Different day. Well, different days. We probably. will dedicate if if we get people to listen to this and they are clamoring for us to just bitch and moan about sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and nineteen. We'll do it. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I could spend a whole hour doing that. <laughs> Easily. I do that. I do it to Megan and she doesn't really listen to me anyways, so <laughs> might as well record it. Might as well. <laughs> well um, other than any any other guys? Do we want to talk about Vaughn or I I especially given that there is no no minor league season for an extra month down the road, something like that. You think they'll just take him? I, as badly as we need a DH, I don't see how they don't. You don't see how they do. So you think they will? Yes. Okay. I, I always forget about the minor league season being delayed. Um, I don't know. We all thought, Illoy was coming right away. I hoped anyways. We all wanted Robert up immediately. And every indication was that why not? And it all came down to service time. I mean, even if it's he gets a even if Vaughn got a day of actual at bats in minor leagues and it gave us another year of him for free. I I truly believe Rakan would do it. I do, because he's he he has got a long term vision, and to this point, you have you have stuck to your guns in that vision for so long. Why not continue to do that? But I say that on the heels, or maybe a little further away now, of that Dane Dun the Dunning trade for Lynn. That's very not long term vision, right? Um. So maybe so he's changing his tune a little a little bit. I think that's less long-term vision. I don't think it's incredibly short-sighted. Like, Lynn's not... It's not like he's going to fall apart in the next year foreseeably. 
Like there's not no, a bunch it's about, of signs it's on about the horizon. Years of control. It's about years of control though. Like we had how many years of control? That's why Dunning was such a, that's why we didn't give up much other than Dunning. I can't remember. We gave up uh, Micker Adolfo, I think, and Dunning. Which Micker eventually made his way back to us anyway. Oh, he did? Well, he's on the roster. Or am I thinking about Rutherford? Who did, who did we give up? You might be thinking of Rutherford. Um, you, you'd have to look that up. So while you're looking that up, yeah, we, we have a DH spot we have to fill. Uh, at the end of the day, so maybe this is part of the part of the argument of do we play Angle? Do we play Eaton? Maybe that kind of resolves itself in we're sending Vaughn down until service times where we want it to be, and we stick Angle at right field and we DH Adam Eaton. That doesn't make me feel very good right now. Just saying that out loud. Yeah. Um. No, I, but, I don't like that either. What so who do you DH then? Carlos Perez? No. Your mean Mercedes? No. Your your mean's I mean, been your mean's been hitting the ball. He's you know hitting. I like you know I like him a lot. You know I do. And as strictly a DH, that's that is his place in the majors if there ever was one. He's not catcher is not um not where he's going to find his niche, I don't think, in an everyday roster. So, otherwise, I, that, I, I wouldn't hate that. Nick Williams, Sebi Zavala, Matt Reynolds, Marco nope. Hernandez got DFA'd. No, he got sent to the alternate site, I guess, not DFA'd. Um, uh, real quick on the Lynn trade, it, it, it looks like Avery Weems and Dunning, okay. but I swear there was. I swear there was an outfielder that we gave them too. But again, maybe I'm crazy. And then after Marco Hernandez, you're talking Jake Berger and Zach Remillard. So Nick Williams has been kind of stroking it in spring training. Not that I want him to DH, but just looking at who, who's been actually hitting the ball. Burger, I am over. I'm done with him. Um, Nick Williams is another, like, he is a serviceable, he is a 2018 White Sox outfielder. If that, if that means anything, I guess. He could be. You could stick him into a roster, and you'd be like, "Yep, that's a that's a major league outfielder." <laughs> but he's not gonna. But he's not gonna stand out by any means. So, I don't. I, I don't know. That's. And I used... do they go pick up Cespedes and, and go sign him? <laughs> Just a. I, I feel like if they were gonna smelling? do that, they would have done it already. That's true. You have to have done it already. Um, yeah. It, the Micker Adolfo, Jake Berger, they're, they're non-factor at this point. I, After I said that, I was trying to remember. Jake Berger actually got DFA'd. So did Micker. Oh, okay. Um, and Sebi Zavala actually got DFA'd the other day, too. Good. Eject that guy into the sun. I don't care about him. 
<laughs> I, that's um, when you say Sebi Zavala, I just I just like my whole body tightens up. Why? I can't help it. It's just a reaction. I think I actually went to a game in Minnesota and it was he got called up and I was like, I hadn't ever heard his name before. I was like, oh, is this? I don't know who this is. It, maybe he'll come out. And he just struck out every fucking time. And he was terrible. He played, I think he was the catcher. Look, of course, I go to the game and I don't get to see a bunch of the starters play. And Sebi Zavala is at, at backstop and I get to watch him boot a couple balls and strike out at everything. It was It was frustrating, to say the least. So yeah, we can... Go ahead and just put him in the catapult and eject him into the sun for me. Dude has one bad game and you're just, no, we're done. Over Not it. just one bad game. It was the bad game where I had to sit in person and watch it. And it was, I don't even think he played more than a couple more times after that. Can't do that earlier in the season or later. Now when I'm at a game. I'll watch him on TV and watch him strike out and not think twice about it. I'll think twice about it all day long. Go for it. <laughs> Sebi Zavala lover. I I have no opinion on the kid at the <laughs> end of the day. I just think it's That's... interesting that I've barely heard his name more than once or twice and you have such a strong I hate him. I hate him. I don't like him at all. That's a fact. You can put it on the board. It's already going to be on the internet, so. <laughs> that being said, that kind of makes up the the batter side of things as I kind of picture it. I don't know about yourself. That's kind of yeah, what I I'm... see shaking out. Yeah, I think so, too. Um. I'm I'm good there. So what's left is pitchers and we have oh, a lot of pitchers. <laughs> like to the tune of I've got two pages of pitchers to look at. So names that are pretty much a guarantee. You've got Dylan Cease, you've got Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn. You've got Dallas Keuchel. Um, obviously, now we know that Raylo got sent down, so you've got Carlos Rodon. That was going to be one of the po points that I was going to have us talk about is between the two. It's really not much of a contest there. No. And then bullpen-wise, you've got Aaron Bummer, Liam Hendricks. Yeah, I... Imagine you have to take Michael Kopech at this point. We're pretty committed there. Yep. Evan Marshall. Well, I mean, Cody yeah, Hugh, you, Hoyer. you take Kopech or you cut him at this point. You know, he's been on the, he's been on every Sox fan's mind for three years now, and he hasn't pitched more than a game or two. Right. So you got to see what he's got. You got to hope that he's. Physically, mentally, and everything in between ready to take whatever job is needed and go from there. But you just got to see. 
And then right now, Jose Ruiz is making the the cut. Yes. Um, if I I don't know that it stays that way, but oh, Jose, I like to watch him pitch. I do. People on Reddit hate him though. They absolutely <laughs> hate him. They don't like. They're so sick of seeing him. He's like the new Cordero. But before Cordero was actually striking people out and being used every day. Well, he's only thrown six innings. I know, and people hate him that much. He's only been in six games. And... Yeah, he throws an inning, an appearance, and he's got a nine ERA. So that's fair. That's fair that you might hate him. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it gives up a lot of hits. Does he make the roster? According to fan graphs, he probably gets a call-up at some point. Yeah. Well, you got to think there's going to be an injury or two that's going to get him called up. Well, and there's already room right now, right? Mm -hmm. Well, so that's that. We have no Cordero. What What happened to Fry? Um, he had surgery. Tommy John on his back. Oh, okay. So he's he's gonna start the year on the IL. He'll be back okay. at some point, hopefully. Right. I like Fry. Um, just as an aside, I think that he regressed a ton last year, though. And it maybe wasn't totally fair because Crochet came and he was so good and. Hoyer was so good, and Foster was so good. So Fry didn't look quite as good, but I like Fry. I I just think that he didn't quite pitch it, and maybe he was hurt. Maybe that's why. Especially yeah. towards the end of the season. That's that's a definite possibility. Some of it's about what position do we put you in, right? When we put you in the yeah. game, are we putting you? I we're not always going to put you in a position to succeed. At some point, you're competing against Hoyer and Crochet, so you're going to end up in the lower leverage spots, which is going to be disadvantageous for you. It's going to make you look bad, but at the end of the day, your stuff might be great, but is it Garrett Crochet and Cody Hoyer great? Yeah. So That's, that's the question... I think, needless to say, out of all of these, though, it's an embarrassment of riches at it with the with the pitching staff. I mean, right. I don't remember that being this excited about the quality and number of relievers, maybe ever. Um, the only time that I remember being any bit excited about relievers like to this level, probably. In in the 05 area when we had Bobby yeah. Jenkins and you could watch Bobby come in and just start hurling fireballs up there. Dude, Big Daddy Jenks just and that's, blinging it. That's the, he didn't fire it nearly as hard as a Garrett Crochet and I get a little geeked up when Garrett Crochet comes in. He didn't <laughs> fire it nearly as hard as a Cody Hoyer but they look like string beans compared to Bobby. 
And oh, that's yeah. what made me excited about Bobby was here's this big dude going to come up here and just blow people away. Does does Lynn throw like that? Like, does he throw gas? I don't I actually haven't seen him throw yet. Just in um, a... he he throws he's another big bodied guy. Yeah, he throws decent, decent gas. Um, Let's see here. I just want to see. Uh, da, 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 da. Are they going to have? Probably not. Looking to see if I can find some velocity stats. I don't want... There we go. Pitch info, pitch velocity. So his average fastball last year was 94.6. Okay. So on his he's career, not... he's averaged 93.8. Okay. Not quite the throw your arm out Bobby Jenks style. No. But he's he's throwing mid nineties. That's fine. But yeah, he's throwing mid nineties, and he's gonna go up there. And the the prominent factor that I keep hearing people talk about, and I I completely agree. Looking at the numbers again, he he's gonna go out there. And one thing that we lacked sorely, and I mean sorely, last year, in having. Ronaldo Lopez and Carlos Rodon be pitchers four and five on the roster was somebody that was going to go out there and continue to eat innings. Part of the problem that we ran into last year, and it, it eventually caught up to us, was we didn't just have, oh, we have a bullpen game today because we need to get somebody an extra day of rest. It's, oh, crap, we have a bullpen day today. Oh, crap. It's the next day, and it's another bullpen day. So you have Lynn going out there now who, knock on wood, historically (laughs) is going to go out there, and he's going to get you innings. And And you you hope to God Rodon can do the same. and And maybe that helps Rodon this year is the fact that he doesn't. He's the five guy. He doesn't have, doesn't to, have be to be the, be dude. the guy. Yeah. He Definitely. doesn't. He doesn't even have to be half of the dude. He just needs to go out there and give the bullpen yep. a rest if he can. Yeah. Go get five or six, and then hand it off. And not get shelled for eight runs. Oh, please. Yeah. I. I can't wait. I'm so tired of waiting for it to be here for the regular season. I I agree. I'm I'm ready for the games to start counting. I'm ready for the at bats to start counting. I'm ready for the innings to start counting. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I think we have a lot of the right pieces in place. I I think Detroit's still a little ways off, so I think beating them's not going to be as difficult this year. I think Kansas City is... I'm pissed about Kansas City because I think they're going to be 
a pain in the ass. Like they always are. Always. Last are. year was. Last year was different. I we actually, I think, won most of the series against them. Yes. And they were just. I mean, they broke it down completely and are in full rebuild mode. But they went and got. They went and got some talent. And I'm seeing all these moves by them. I'm thinking, what the hell for? Just stop. Let just. I just want to fight the Indians and the Twins. I don't want to have to worry about the Royals. That's annoying. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, they gotta. You still have to put an MLB competitive roster out there, right? Yeah. So they they gotta make moves at the very least to field a competitive team. You're right. They're in rebuild mode. How about they went and got I wanna say, was it Ben Intendi from Boston? Yep. They gave him a decent sized contract. It wasn't like they were going to get just some guy to fill in and not paying him anything. They like actually are paying him like it like they want him to be there through the rebuild. He's not gonna be the half the player he is by the time they're done rebuilding. Unless they think they can do it in two and a half years or three. Uh, I think they think they're not far off. Oh, well. We'll see about that. And that, my impression of that is looking at their starting pitching, it's nothing fantastic yet, but they brought up a couple of guys last year that I think are not terribly far away from being relatively decent. Um They've got Brady being Singer. one and Singer. Yeah, I watched Singer pitch at the College World Series. That was that was fun. He pitched for Florida. I can't remember if they won it that year. I think they did win it that year. Um, he was he was the real deal then. He's I'm sure he's getting adjusted to the MLB, but he's going to be good. I can tell you that. So and that an- continues to annoy me. <laughs> And so at the end of the day, yeah, they paid him money, but they also feel, I, my impression is they feel like they're not that far away, given that they're calling some guys up and getting them some experience. Oh, were you talking about Jacob Junis? Last year that they called up? Yeah. Uh, the name is familiar, but I don't think that's one of the studs that they went we're just going to bring you up and we're going to see how you do. So Brady Singer, I'm just trying I'm looking at their pictures yeah. right now. Bubich was another one that was when he came up they went, "Well, let, let's see what you do." I'm not even seeing him on here right now. Bubich? Yeah. B U B I C. Chris Bubich. Yep. Yeah, he's not on there. Oh, there. Yep, there he is. Again, I was looking at the active, not the full depth chart. They mm-hmm. sent sent him back down to the minors to start, which season. doesn't surprise me. Especially yeah. given this year, because I, I, I firmly believe they don't think they're going to do a lot this year, but I think they think he's not 
terribly far off. He got called up at the end of last year, I think, just as part of normal end-of-year yeah. call-ups. Gotcha. That's about all I care to talk about the Royals. <laughs> well, that kind of is the summary and or conclusion of everything that we have for this episode. Yeah, that's a big old lead-in to next week when we actually get to talk talk about the regular season. Talk about the real stuff of who's going to be where, who's doing what. We'll see. I think we're going to see a flurry of moves probably this weekend, if not by Monday at the very latest. Yeah, no, I I am I'm ready. I'm here for it. Let's let's just fast forward to that point. <laughs> nothing, nothing important happening in between now and then. We've got a few more games that'll happen between now and then. <laughs> that part of the trick is we don't have to actually settle anything until thir- next Thursday. So we have a little bit longer to wait than I th- I hope we do. My hope is that because our roster is relatively sorted and it's relatively easy to pick out at this point, we don't stick, those guys stick around with it. But yeah. you also don't want to send those guys down too early and then they don't get the spring training at-bats you'd like to see them get. So I could see the rest of the moves, the final moves happening on like Wednesday next week too yeah well can't wait to do this again too yep as as is clearly evident by how long we went on and on about Luis Robert striking out right you and I like to talk about it plenty so excited to come back and do at least at the very least one more of these at the very least one more Well, thank you all for listening. Very much appreciated. Again, I'm Nate, and this is my co-host, Matt. Feel free to share the podcast with anybody you think might be interested. Uh, Please leave a like and rating and a review on whatever platform it is that you're listening on. We would love to get feedback and improve as best we can, and we would love to hear from more of you who are fellow fans like us and see what you guys are talking about as well. So that being said, we'll wrap this episode up. Yeah, we are misplaced socks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>